This is episode 30 on Abundant After Abortion, Holding Out on Hope. Welcome to Abundance After Abortion. If you have had an abortion, girlfriend, you are in the right place at the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and your life has purpose and meaning. And so does your little one. John 10.10 says, Christ died that we may have life and that to the full, or what other translations say, in abundance, not to the exclusion of those who have had an abortion. So I am so glad you're tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. And we're back. For another episode of Abundant After Abortion by yours truly, Katie Chavez. And I have a special guest with me today. Um, I don't think I've told y'all how we rescued a cockatiel in August. It's been a couple months now since we rescued Sam, Sammy, Samus, Samuel. <laughs> All the, all the names, this little cockatiel. And um, he is getting more adjusted to Aldo and I. He was not tame when we found him, when we rescued him outside our apartment. He was just on the ground at the bottom of a stairwell at our apartment. Like he had escaped. We don't know where he came from or anything, but he is warming up to us slow but sure i've posted some pictures of him he's super cute like a he's a blended gray white yellow cockatiel and he's so cute and sweet but he's not super tame yet he doesn't trust us and i don't blame him so we're taking things slow but he's here on my shoulder with me as i record this and so if he gives a little chirp that's what that is. That's who that is. That's Sam. All right. So I wanted to talk about holding out on hope and how we are doing this, whether we know it or not, whether we realize that we are or not. So of course, I am talking to my lovely ladies, my beautiful women who have had an abortion. You've had an abortion and there is um, emotional stress that follows having had an abortion. Even going numb. You might be like, I don't feel anything. I didn't feel anything after my abortion. We also disassociate from our emotions and sometimes have a hard time like putting really feeling what we're feeling or putting a label on what it is we're experiencing. We can just go numb and uh, disassociate ourselves from our emotions altogether. But so you've had an abortion and uh, you've been holding out on hope. Either that, so that's probably why you're listening to this podcast Um, this podcast may not be for the woman who's had an abortion and uh, had closure and forgiven herself or made amends and uh, like is on the other side. 
Because if she's beyond the struggle and, like I say, had resolve and closure over her abortion, that person is probably not listening to this podcast. She's done. Like, been there, done there. Complete. Done. Like, through her healing journey. Does that make sense? And so uh, you're here, but you're here, and you are holding out on hope. That hope that you will find your healing, that you will find your happiness, that you will feel better, be able to forgive yourself, whatever it is that you're holding out on hope for. Now, you might be thinking like, yeah, not really. No, I'm not. Like I've given up all hope. I've given up. I have hoped, but it's been so long and I'm still in pain or I'm still grieving and feeling like I don't have what you're talking about, Katie. I don't have closure over my abortion. I don't have, I don't feel resolved and I've given up hope on that. Okay. So you might think that you are not, or you don't have hope anymore. Um, But sometimes all we need is a little perspective on ourselves to help see things differently. So let me just say, like, personally, sometimes when I am down or gloomy or depressed and I am, like, low beyond low, you know what I'm talking about, when I am at an all-time low, and that happens, uh, that happens, and um, sometimes I don't want to get better. I want to be in this lowest of lows. Woe is me. I am scum of the earth. Like sometimes we don't want to quote unquote get better. I want to stay so deep down in my darkness because this feeds my thought that I am not worth getting out of this pit for. I am not worthy of being happy. And this, my friends, is like a roundabout way of letting ourselves off the hook. When I, and there's, I'm not saying there's any like shame in this, because I'm telling you this is what I do. Sometimes I am just like, screw it all. I don't want to get out of this pit. I want to stay here and just sulk for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. But just to acknowledge that this is, fluffy, Sam, this is a way that we, let ourselves off the hook of pursuing. Yeah, it's that nose to the grind, nose to the grindstone, working, like pursuing our XYZ, whatever it is you're holding out hope for. Healing, feeling better, being happy. I don't want to work for that. And I'm going to let myself off the hook by just saying, I'm going to stay here and sulk for a while. And I don't want to get better. I don't want to work for it. I'm done. I can't. I tried. We do this. It's okay to recognize if you do that. I just told you that's what I do. It's okay to recognize or acknowledge. Yeah, sometimes I feel that way. We're not trying to change or fix anything. You might be like, wait, what? We're not? 
I'm not trying to fix anything or like be better. I'm not trying to change how I feel or how I am. No, honey, boo, boo, child. First, we have to be aware of what we're thinking. And sometimes that is all we need. We don't need to fix. We don't need to change. We just need to be aware. Oh, I have this thought. I'm thinking that thought again. I see it. And that's the difference between being a watcher of your mind and being like consumed and controlled by your thoughts. You're not observing your mind. You're like being operated like a robot by your thoughts. That's what happens when we do not acknowledge our thinking. We're robots. <laughs> so some some ways you're holding out hope and you may not even realize it. In some ways you are holding out on hope and you may not even realize it. So let me just point out that you're listening to this podcast. Ding, 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 ding. Why are you, why are you here? Why are you listening to this podcast? I told you at the beginning of the episode who I'm talking to. I'm probably not talking to a woman who's had an abortion but has found closure and feels resolve around it and has forgiven themselves, X, Y, Z. I'm probably not talking to that person. So why are you here? Are you here to find something helpful for yourself? To find something to help you feel better or do those things? Like find closure, feel resolved around your abortion, like to learn something? Are you here to find answers? What are you hoping to get by listening to this podcast? This is you, whether you see it or not, this is you holding out on hope. That's why you're here. You're hoping that something will like turn a light on for you or switch for you. Secondly, you keep showing up for yourself every day. When you do this, you're still holding out on hope. Even if it's so much as getting out of bed, drinking water. I'm being basic. But I don't know who I'm talking to other than I'm not talking to the woman who's found resolve over her abortion, etc. It's the third time I've said that now. You might be a person who is just putting clothes on for today. Going from pajamas to sweatpants. (laughs) Putting clothes on. That might be where you're at today. But that is you showing up for yourself. You might be checking your phone. So stop to acknowledge. I'm just going to offer for you in this moment to stop and acknowledge what else you're doing. I won't put words in your mouth. What else are you doing? Like, for example, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. There's no judgment. Are you doing laundry? Maybe you did laundry two weeks ago. Like, are you going to work? In what other ways do you know, well, there he is, and can you acknowledge that you are showing up for yourself? Because you are. And when we stop to acknowledge, you can see that you're holding out on hope for yourself. Maybe in ways that you didn't recognize. 
Okay, number three. So you may have had your abortion a time ago, whatever that is in your mind, five years, seven, 10, 30, whatever spectrum of the scale you're on. You may have had your abortion a while ago, yet you may have been feeling like you're struggling ever since, however long ago that was, and you're still feeling like this non-resolve, this open, open-ended, like non-closure around your abortion, even though it's been so long ago. And maybe you've done all the things. You've done the, the book. You've done the Bible study. You've done counseling. You've done surrendering the secret. You've done the free courses. You've texted the hotlines. You've talked to people. You have done therapy. You've done it all. And it's been a long time, whatever that is for you. You're like, yeah, it's been a long time since I've had my abortion and I've done all these things. I've tried all these things. (sighs) But still, I'm talking to you today because you're still holding out on hope. Even though it's been so long since you've had your abortion, somehow you found me and you're listening to this today. Um, so I heard something that I just thought was interesting on two consults that I had with two beautiful ladies on two separate occasions. And um, they both said something that I thought was just interesting that like stood out to me. Word for word, exactly. They said the same thing. I was like, oh, that's... Anyway, so here's what they said. I have to try everything. That was their words, exactly. I have to try everything. We were on a consult and I was asking like, what do you think is... One question I ask is like, what do you think is between where you're at today and where you want to be? And what brought you to the call? Like, we're just being curious and exploring and asking, like, what's going on? What's been happening? And both of these ladies had said, I have to try everything to feel better, to find healing, to forgive myself, whatever it was. I was like, huh. Maybe you have tried everything yet you haven't found what you've been looking for and you're still holding out on hope so just let me say this again and I want it to settle with you I want it to like sink in and I want you to wrap your mind around this maybe you have tried everything to find and I want to hear from you what are you searching for feeling better healing forgiveness a second chance we're all looking for something unique and particular to our lives and our stories so you've tried everything but you haven't found what you've been looking for doesn't that sound painful like defeating 
yet you're still holding out on hope. That sounds exhausting. Hopeless? I've felt hopeless. What comes to mind to you when you hear this? So I want to just take a look at this thought. I have to try everything. We're going to take a look at this thought together. In case you think it too, or it's crossed your mind, or maybe you're thinking it now, like, oh, yeah, wait a second. I need to try. I can't give up. I need to try everything. I need to keep going. I need to keep trying. I can't give up. Maybe that's you. So we're going to look at this, and then I'll let you go, okay? The thought is, I have to try everything. And I want to tell you, as we've already mentioned in the episode earlier, that we want to be aware of and examine our thinking because we want to know what it creates. So either you can be the observer of your mind and you see what you're thinking or it's like you're a robot and your thoughts are just controlling you and you have no idea what's going on because you're not seeing it or like paying attention we all do this. This is being human. Like you have a thought, um, I'm broke and you feel depressed. And so you're like sullen all day. That's, that was a common one for me. Like instantly you have this thought, you believe it, and then you follow it. I feel down. I feel depressed. I feel hopeless. I'm just going to drag my feet all day. But that thought at the circumstance Whatever triggered the thought, like, the thought is your choice. Whether it's true or not, it's your choice to think. And we want to know what the thought is because the thought creates our result. I know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I think we've talked about this before. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? The thought or the result? Like, I, no, I don't. Oh my goodness, Sam. He, like, fluffs. His feathers and then a huge cloud of dandruff comes out that's what happens okay um and this is what I work with my clients on is this whole idea of I actually do create my results and for me I was talking about finances or being broke I would argue my position of being a victim and say No, I am not broke because I'm thinking. That doesn't make sense. I'm broke because I'm broke. I'm broke because I work seven jobs and it's not cutting it and I'm alone. I'm single. I depend on myself. And I had all my reasons for why I was broke, but I'd be like, it's not because I'm thinking. Like, that's backwards. Sam, quiet. Um... So we, coming back to being aware of what we're thinking. This thought, I have to try everything. Goodness sakes. It sounds admirable, doesn't it? Great job. You are willing to do everything. You're willing to go until you find it. It subtly sounds like a good idea. But let's see what happens with this idea, with this thought. So I want to present to you that 
the premise of this statement is that nothing will work. The premise of I have to try everything is that nothing will work. That's why we're saying that. I have to do everything because nothing's going to work. And so you do try everything. You are doing everything that comes across your newsfeed or crosses your mind to try. And you'll keep trying. Sam. You'll keep trying. You'll keep doing. And what will happen is exactly what you think. That nothing will work. Because your belief is that I have to try everything. Goodness sakes. Did you see that? Did that cross your mind? No. First we're like, no. It's a great idea that I try everything until I find what I'm looking for. But let's see it in a model, okay? The thought model. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. Okay, hold on. I'm going to put him. Sam? Oh, goodness. He's right in my ear. Okay, I'm going to... No, not going to pause. Hold on, you're coming with. There you go, Sam. All right. Oh, now my ear is like deaf. And it's really hot all of a sudden. (laughs) Okay, so this is the last podcast that we're recording with Sam. (laughs) Um, So the model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. The circumstance is, so we actually need to define to a T what healing is. But I'm just, for the sake of this model, the circumstance is healing post-abortion. But healing is not defined So you and I, we got to figure out what that means. Um, So circumstance is healing post-abortion. It's neutral. It's a thing. It exists in the world. That's what a circumstance is. It is what it is. And the thought is, I have to try everything to get this. And I want to ask you to think how you feel Or to answer the question, how do you feel when you think this thought? In a one-word emotion, I'm not looking for more like, well, I feel like I got to do this and like another statement. We're just looking for a one-word emotion when you think, I have to try everything. So let me give you some examples. You might feel driven. I've got to try everything. And that makes me feel driven to try everything. You might feel discouraged. I have to try everything. That's overwhelming. You might feel overwhelmed or hopeless. Oh my gosh, I have to try everything. And that feels daunting or hopeless. So what do you feel in a one word emotion? For you, when you think, I have to try everything to find my healing post-abortion. Okay, so whatever you're feeling, I'm just going to continue with my model here. But you decide a lot of things. You read books, take group programs, join Facebook groups. You do everything and anything in your power and in your ability and might to do everything. 
You text the hotlines. You talk to people. You share with your mom. You do everything. But look at what emotion is fueling your action. What if it's hopelessness? You're feeling hopeless, but you're taking all this action. Or discouraged. I have to try everything. I have to try everything. And you're feeling discouraged and now you're trying everything. So the emotion is fueling your action. And honey boo boo child, our thought always shows up in some way, shape or form in the result line. Because we choose what we think. We think what we think, whether we choose it or not. That's what I'm thinking. And our result is always a reflection of our thought. And that is a good thing because that means you have the power, ability, um, agency to change the result. Isn't that what we all want? To create a result that we want. Maybe it's the healing. You want a result of healed. And what that is for you, I'm so curious to know how you define healing for you. So maybe that's what you want in the result line. But let's look at this. So from the top, circumstance is healing post-abortion. Your thought about that is I have to try everything to get this, to have that, experience that. And you feel, let's say, discouraged when you think I have to try everything. So the actions, some of the actions you might take are decide to do a lot of things. I decide to take a lot of action and try everything. That's what I think I need to do. And the result is that you void yourself of deciding when to be healed. Let me say that again. When you think I have to try everything to be healed, the result is that you void yourself of deciding or being healed. I wrote something else. You stop. Oh, and you stop at nothing. You stop at nothing because you think you have to try everything. So do you see how the result is a reflection of your thinking? And that's what we create for ourselves. That's what we experience. All right, so I have some questions for you now. What is keeping you from deciding what is going to do the trick? It's an honest question. And if you have a journal, I would encourage you to think about it and write it out. But I don't worry. I have some possible answers. What is keeping you from deciding what is going to be the thing? What is going to work for you? Do you know what you're looking for? Or... How will you know when you find it? Again, that's why we need to define what healing is so you will know, oh my gosh, there it is. I got it. Specifically, exactly. So do you even know what you're looking for? Or how will you know when you find it? What does healing look like for you? So if you are waiting for a feeling or what if you haven't defined what healing is, how will you know when you've achieved it? Or perhaps you have achieved it in some of the past things you've tried, 
But you wouldn't know that because it's not defined. So maybe you're waiting for a feeling. I need to feel a certain way and that's how I'll know that I'm healed. So here are some more behind the scenes thoughts and beliefs that might be fueling this idea that you have to try everything. Let's think about that. What is behind the idea that I have to try everything? It could be, I don't know what's going to work. I don't know what it will be. Therefore, I have to try everything. Do you see? It could be, I can't decide what the thing is. I can't decide what it is. So I just need to try everything. It could be something, a thought like, it's not for me to decide how I heal or when or where I heal. That's not for me to decide. So I just have to keep trying. I just have to keep going and doing and taking action. Um, it could be a thought like, I can't tell when I've healed. I can't tell. So I just have to keep going and keep trying. Or I can't tell what if it doesn't work my chicken scratch y'all what if it doesn't work okay so maybe you would like to decide this book is gonna be what heals me or this program is gonna be what makes me feel happy in my life again or purpose for living again maybe you'd like to decide but you have a fear what if it doesn't work I would love this to be the thing that really does it for me, but I'm afraid what if it doesn't work? So bottom line, let's see the thought. I have to try everything. When we look behind that thought at what is fueling this belief or this idea, I listed a few, but bottom line It could be that I don't trust myself. I have to try everything because I don't trust myself to decide. Or I'm afraid it's not going to be enough. It's not the right thing. It's not the right thing. And so I'm afraid. Fear and distrust. Your thought is like, I don't know. I can't know. That's not for me to decide. It's out of my hands. I haven't felt it yet, so I don't think I have it yet. Girl, what are your fueling thoughts? So first, we were talking about holding out on hope. You're holding out on hope, but it's like a perpetual cycle of hopelessness. Ah! But it all comes back to our thought, what we're thinking, because what we think is what we create. I've been showing up. I've been trying everything. I'm still here after 20 years since having my abortion. I'm still trying. I'm holding out on hope. I am so glad that you found me. And I'm so glad that you're listening to my podcast. And you've been introduced to me. And you're in my world, Katie Chavez. Hi, I'm so happy to have met you and to be sharing this with you. We're almost done. One page left. When we leave our thoughts open-ended, it's like opening the sheet pen and everyone's getting out. 
All the sheep, there they go. And they're just running across the countryside. When we leave our thoughts open-ended, it gives our brain the space to just reel and roll and go. And it's like all hell breaking loose. It's like a roller coaster in our head. Because we've left open-ended questions that don't have an answer or we are not willing to answer or decide or I'm afraid or I don't trust, I doubt, etc. That's why it can feel so agonizing. It can feel so agonizing. And it's also why we're experiencing this perpetual circle of nonstop holding out on hope, trying everything, still not getting it. Trust is something we build in ourselves. Do you have trust in yourself to decide this is it? What are you waiting for? What do you think you need? That is literally the key to your healing. Whatever you think you still need or is stopping you or you're waiting for. Okay. I'm going to pose another idea. Brace yourself. Like, sit down. (laughs) Are you ready? Maybe you're already seated. You are healed. Were you like, no, I'm not? What the bleep? If this is healed, I hate you, Katie. (laughs) You are healed. We just let our mind run rampant, and our thoughts go out of control. That's why you think you're not yet. That's why you think you're not healed because we have these perpetual thoughts just like being whiplashed. That's the image I get. Like your thoughts, your emotions are just like blowing in the wind, getting whiplashed. By your thoughts that are just like waves crashing against the rocks. And it's horrible. Like it's really awful. When we let our thinking beat us up. So here again, consider that you're either the observer of your mind or you are just being whiplashed and beaten by your thoughts. And you're experiencing your thinking and you're feeling and doing and just like at the mercy of your thoughts versus being the watchful observer of your mind. It's the world of difference. There is no magic formula to healing. This book, that program, this method, therapy, counseling, religious, non-religious... There is no magic formula to healing. Now, let me just add a caveat. Personally, I'm a Christian and I know that Jesus heals. So I will just affirm that Jesus heals. Jesus offers forgiveness. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? End of statement. These things all help us. Books, people, methods, processes, strategy, counseling. They help you to decide that you're healed. It's like tools to just help you get there. But there is no right way or magic formula. 
So to either decide I'm healed or to accept yourself with love. So I had an abortion, but my abortion doesn't define me. And I accept who I am, even having had an abortion. And I feel better. (laughs) Okay, so I hope you had some little aha nuggets from episode 30, Holding Out on Hope. But I do want to end by making you an offer. Don't go. (laughs) So I know what I'm saying has been prompting. I don't want to say like convicting. It has stirred something up in you. What I've said has stirred something up in you. Those are the ahas that you've taken from the episode. And I want to stir you To not only think differently, but to make decisions, uh, just decide. Like decide and then do. And this is how we build trust with ourselves. Maybe you decide and it doesn't work. But you grow in your trust that you'll have your back even when it doesn't look the way you wanted it to. That you'll support yourself and still encourage yourself. So if what I said in this episode makes sense and it's a shoe that fits your situation, then I want to invite you to book a mini session with me. So on a mini session, we will talk about what's going on. We will be the observer of your thoughts. You'll get to share and I will just repeat back some of your thoughts and we'll talk about it. And I want to know what you want Like, what is healing for you? What do you want? Let's define that. And then let's consider at the end of our mini session if working together is in your best interest. You get to decide ultimately, yes or no. But I know that coaching with me is the thing you've been holding out hope for. You've been holding out on hope that finally... You'll, fi- you'll get what works. You'll find the thing that produces your result. It's you, but we need a catalyst to get us there. You produce the result. And I know that I can help you bring that about. That's what is so beautiful about coaching. Maybe you need to decide that this is what will put an end to my trying and trying and trying, incessant trying, trying everything. Maybe coaching with me is the thing that'll put an end to all your trying. And you will get to decide this is it, even if you're afraid, even if you doubt, because I help you. I help you bridge that gap of fear and doubt to where you want to be. That is what's so beautiful about coaching. All right now, honey, I am going to let you go. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have a purpose. There is a plan in place for your life for you to be able to live abundantly. And I am so honored and excited to be able to partner with you and help you get there. Love you, bye. Hey, I am so glad you're listening to Abundant After Abortion. I've just got a favor to ask. Okay, two favors. If you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a quick 
five star rating, just scroll down to the bottom of the page on your phone and tap to rate. Second, if you know someone who needs to hear a message of hope and love after having an abortion of their own, would you send this to them? I won't give you numbers or statistics, but suffice it to say there are a lot of women who have had abortions that we probably don't even know of because many of us are suffering in silence for so many reasons. We're not even open or sharing about it. Lastly, I am here to walk this journey with you. Click my milkshake link where you'll find all the ways that we can get connected. You can sign up for my freebie, deflating the stress balloon. You can join my email list. You can register for my latest webinar or sign up for a consultation so we can coach together for abundance after abortion. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.